Right, welcome to this episode of InfoSec Journeys. Today, I'm really, really, really pleased to be joined by a very special guest, Steve Watts, someone I, I know and love in the industry and have done for many years. Um, and I'm excited to explore your journey, Steve, with us, because I know you've got a rich background in information security, lots of stories to tell. And, an epic beard has been grown throughout uh, <laughs> this particular career as well, which definitely we'll explore. I don't know where you got that from. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, honestly, you're, you're a guest, which I've really looked forward to um, uh, having on to pick apart your journey. Um, as I say, someone I, I really respect in the industry and will um, we'll hopefully uh, open you up and see what makes you tick. Yeah, uh, why do, yeah, why don't we get cracking? Just give us a bit of an intro, Steve, who you are, what you do, what kind of area of info set you work in. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Cole. Uh, so, yeah, as you say, uh, Steve Watts, Head of Cybersecurity, currently working at Rathbones Investment Management. Uh, so Rathbones is a provider of uh, personal uh, investment and wealth management services. I've uh, been in IT for around 20 years, uh, just over 10 years of that, it's been in cybersecurity. So I've uh, done quite a few uh, things through those times, uh, worked my way up, and we'll talk a, a, a bit more detail through, through the uh, webinar on, on, the, on the journey, but I uh, covered off a, quite a lot of things from joining a service desk all the way up to being you know, the head of uh, cybersecurity in, in the role that I'm at now, basically. Um, along the journey of primarily in the security space, looked after critical national infrastructure. So as we know, we, we met at Bank of America. So, um, you know, a lot of work on there. And also I used to work for United Utilities. So uh, critical national, infra national infrastructure there as well from that perspective. So, um, yeah, and I think I've probably dipped my toe in just about most of the things that's out of there. Uh, so I like to think I've got a bit of a, a good base to, to uh, kind of talk through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's some fascinating roles yeah. in there. Is there anything out of interest? Do you think uh, the critical national infrastructure element was part of the appeal when you when you took the roles in UU and B of A? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, kind of when we when we dive into how I started, um, we're talking about global thermal nuclear war, uh, critical <laughs> national infrastructure. If ever there was there was an analogy, then uh, yeah, I think that that definitely, even maybe if it was subconsciously, uh, that definitely appealed to me in, in those particular roles. They weren't roles that I sought out, and um, just they were definitely interesting ones when it, when they get placed into those those specific uh, roles. Yeah, mm. oh, that's that's really interesting. So, um... I think when anyone uh, thinks of, like information security or like coins a term like hackers, it goes back to like that film, you know, the, the hack, you know, um, hackers as a film. As people always think like that's what that's what people are trying to break into, you know, um, nuclear power plants and banks and X, Y, and Z. So um, does that is that like were you excited about that part of information security? So that was like birth kind of birthed you into that path, or was it? You know, what, what, what was it that motivated you to get into this role? Yeah, so exactly that, basically. So I think a lot of people I've spoken to that are, uh, they're in cybersecurity uh, have not necessarily hit that from um, from day one. You know, they've moved from other roles, other non-cybersecurity roles. They've never really had that kind of path set out from from kind of day one in terms of a career. For me, uh, I, I did have that. So I, I knew from an early age that I wanted to be in cybersecurity, and that was because 
uh, I watched the film called War Games with uh, Matthew Broderick. Oh, so, yeah. uh, you know, I think it was the 80s. It was at uh, that time. So that kind of spawned my uh, spawned my love of cybersecurity, just, uh, just fascinated for, uh, by it. So uh, if you've not watched that film, definitely recommend uh, going out and watching that. Uh, and for those that haven't, the general kind of uh, synopsis of it is that there's a, there's a teenage hacker who likes, uh, you know, um, testing security back in bulletin board systems days, doing dial-up and things. Uh, he dials up into this into this particular um, this particular system and starts playing a game. Uh, I won't spoil it for you, but ultimately um, leads to potential global thermonuclear war. So two countries at war because of what he does. And I came away from that film just thinking, wow, you know, you can you can sit at your computer, uh, you know, in, in your bedroom or in your office, wherever you are, and, and affect something on the other side of the world and answer that scale as well. And I think it just kind of it appealed to the rebellious side of me a little bit uh, okay. and, ju- and just the kind of the, the, the fact that I love puzzles. I love seeing, seeing how far I can go with things. Um, I don't like being told no, uh, or, or being given, yeah. being told that you can't do this. You know, I always have to go right. Okay. Well, let's see if we, if we can do that, you know, within certain boundaries. And again, we'll discuss that in terms of ethical, ethical hacking and things today. Um, but that, that really piqued my interest at that point, And I was kind of set from, from that point forward, that's when I got kind of went and got my first computer and and everything kind of went from there. I set my set my goal on getting into cybersecurity. Uh, I knew I wouldn't be able to jump straight into that role, so I started to build a path for myself from an early age based on kind of what I knew about it, uh, and and went from there really. And that's just kind of was um, it when you when you started on that journey then on that on that kind of initial you know, you set your sights. I mean, what one thing I do know about you, Steve, is that you're such a f- goal focused individual that mm-hmm. I, I, I obviously I, behind your head and you can explain to to the audience like what <laughs> what some of those uh, trophies mean and how proud they make you um but also like that to, to have your sights set on something having watched war games been so excited by it and thinking that's what i want to do for a living what was what was the industry like when you first looked at it was it like what war games was what you know the kind of stuff that you were seeing but did you, or was it actually the real world? Was it completely different and, you know, a, a bit of a, an eye open? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And I guess I've never really actually thought of it um, in, in that way, really, because when I first got into it, I didn't really understand what the corporate version of that looked like because I, I was literally I was still in school. So I missed that part. I was still in school. I was very young. I think I was 13 when I watched the film. So I had no idea if that translated to reality, if there was a, a commercial version, a corporate version of, of something like that that I could get my teeth into. I just knew that whatever I wanted to do, it was going to be something something like that. And I didn't really necessarily know what that looked like. So the first thing for me was really just to, to explore it. You know, it, it became a passion. So before I even necessarily thought about, I'm going to go into this exact role, it was very much about, um, playing, finding tools, finding out what all this hacking thing was about, what what cybersecurity was. I don't even know if that was that term was coined back then, but you know, uh, finding out what it is. I just wanted to get onto computers and see what I could do, basically. So, what what that looked like in, a, in a, I guess in a bit of a journey is that uh, I went away and got my own computer. Um, so at that point, as I say, it's bulletin board systems. So we got a modem, started dialing up and going into various bulletin board systems. And I was able to find ones that were predominantly uh, orientated towards like the underground, if you like, you know, so hacking, yeah. freaking, phone freaking, those sorts of things. And I think that really just took my interest to a whole another level. And um, so there was, you know, 
learning about wall dialing and uh, scanning the you know the internet, all those types of things, and and starting to speak to like-minded people on bulletin board systems and just you know get get a bit more of a, an awareness of, of what was going in and how how it could be involved in it uh, really. So um, the biggest thing I did was just absorb as much as I could. You know, I was I was on bulletin board systems. I was going back back to the library. You know, libraries were a big thing back then. Um, so going what, in and get, what is that a library? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Few people may not know what they are. That's the one. Yeah, yeah I get it. Um, but you know, going back and, and really going and, and checking out all of the all of the books in the library that were to do with programming, that were to do with connected systems. I think I literally went to the point where all of the interest books that uh, I wanted in the library had gone through and they had to start ordering them in from, from other places um, just because, you know, I was just absorbing it at such a, such a pace. It was fascinating to me, really. So um, but, how did you, um, so when I've heard, when I've heard a very, you know, similar stories to, to yours, which is, you know, I, I, I find so fascinating to be, you know, so focused in, at an early age um, and, and not really deviating from that because look where you are now. How did you, how did you stay on the right side? You know, mm. did you stray, you know, back and forth and you don't have to incriminate yourself. <laughs> uh, there's, there's no law of limit, you know, statute of limitations in the UK. <laughs> but like, so how did, how did you not, how did you not stray or did you, uh, you know, toy the lines, but it helped you grow and develop and become a, uh, and, and grow up and understand that you know, there isn't really a, a, a valid career in being a, in being in the criminal industry. Yeah, no, great question. So I think given what I've t told about how I got into it and the fact that obviously, you know, it's come from the film that was to do with hacking, there was that element of it. And, and it was very easy to kind of go into that. You know, a lot of the bulletin boards that I was uh, part of were, were doing those types of things. Um, and for me, it, was, it, it wasn't even that I was going to look at that and oh, I can make some money from this through whatever means. It was more of a case of I was just super, super interested. You know, that is a system there that I'm, I can't get into. You know, um, what can I do to, to get past that? And the key thing to, to call out really that's different from, from now uh, for the, for the uh, kind of the viewers that are looking at, well, what can I do now is capture the flags and, and labs and VMs and all these fantastic things that we've got now didn't exist back in those days. Mm. Uh, it was very much, if you wanted to test something, it was production, right? It was the internet, it was live. Um, and there was there was really wasn't a, a way to be able to do that. So I had some friends that were were interested in the same sorts of things as me. So we would like try and hack each other, you know, we'd infect each other with uh, with Trojans and see what we could do. And a bit of a social engineering, oh, check out this new video that you've just seen. And, uh, oh, that's a bit of Trojan. I love it. Oh, yeah, I've got you. So it's a little amazing. bit kind of, you know. I wish I knew you as a teenager, Steve. You would have had some fun, <laughs> when I'm telling you. So, um, so, yeah, there's that element to it, you know, kind of just... Um, just seeing what we could do, but then to a degree, you know, uh, as I say, I like that to kind of push things. So from there, it went to seeing how I could evolve that out on, on the internet. So without going into too much detail, some scanning went took place and, you know, looking around and seeing what was what. Um, and at that point, um, we got a letter, my dad got a letter through the door from our ISP saying, we spotted you doing some scanning, uh, please cease and desist, otherwise we'll take it further. Um, and I was like, so my dad brought this letter to me and I was like, okay. He said, I know you're not going to 
stop doing IT because I know what you're like, you've made up your mind. He said, you just need to find a different way to apply yourself because you're clearly good at do what, you, what you're doing. You know, um, obviously not that good that I didn't get caught by an ISP. <laughs> But, um, but it, to that end, he knew there was no point in saying to me, don't do this, because it would have just pushed me even more. He just said, find a good way to, to do this. And, he, and that was perfectly right, because there was no way I was going to not be involved in, in IT. And at that point, I just really needed to find a, a way that I could apply myself. So I started looking a little bit more at programming and doing protective side of things. I wrote some uh, password protection programs and shareware was a big deal back in, back in the day. So oh, I got yeah. those and put those on shareware bulletin boards. And, and uh, when the internet came around, post those to, to shareware, shareware websites and forums and kind of just getting into it from, from that perspective. So a little bit uh, more on the blue team side of things and, and, and knowing okay, I want to do this. I want to do this for the, for the rest of my life because I'm really interested in it. So how can I do it in such a way that I get to do all these cool things? I get to hack systems. I get to get access to all of these uh, these really cool um, applications and all that sort of thing, but do it in, in a legal way. Uh, and obviously, you know, do that do that as a, as a living. So that's that's what put me back onto this path. And it's something that I'm massively um, passionate about myself, making sure that, other people that could potentially hit that fork in the road take the right path, you know, like I did, because, you know, uh, it's very easy to go the opposite way. You know, you'd always be looking over your shoulder and, and um, yeah. it's not, it's not where you want to be, especially not when you can get such a, a, an exciting role to do all of that sort of thing, get paid for it uh, and get thanks from people for, for helping to, to better protect the company. So yeah. Um, yeah. Really good question. So yeah, that, that I, I think, on. um, <laughs> I think it's, there's a lot of people, you know, who, who'd probably share the same sentiment that, um, unfortunately, you know, 20 years ago, cyber, you know, cybersecurity or information security, it was there, but it was always seen as, yeah, that's the IT guys. It was always bundled in as IT. Um, it was never its own thing. So um, I think it didn't have as much focus. So the, all the focus was around, you know, being on the dark side. So it's amazing to hear like, how you pulled it across and how you supported to pull it across. Because, you know, I don't think I had that support. You know, I had a, I had a computer, but it was just, oh, leave him to do his own thing. And I remember, I remember getting one of those letters before as well. <laughs> but it was, for having, it was for having, like, BitTorrent running or, like, a yeah. Tor server. That was, you know, back in the days when no one understood, like, what was going on in the internet. And the ISPs just sent, sent cease and delicious letters out um, randomly to anyone that was doing, you know, unsolicited activities. Um, so you did. So from from what I can gather, you did a lot of self learning, and you really got into you know got into the books and got into the content. But so once once you've done that self learning, so once you've you've got into the path, did you do anything structured or any official university courses or any any, any um, formal education to get where you were? Yeah, so I think back back in the days, I say there, there wasn't really kind of the opportunities that are now. There was no university courses where you could go and do information security or cyber or cryptography. There was there was none of that really. Uh, I took IT as a GCSE option, and that was really the the only option, literally, that was available to me outside of self learning. Really, at that particular um, stage of my life, so uh, I, I took um, I took that and then I went on to college. I did GMBQ Advanced IT in, in college. And then I hit the point where I needed to decide whether or not I was going to go to university or not. And, uh, and for me, I, I guess I just wanted to get into the industry. I wanted to be able to, you know, start protecting things, start getting hands on. Um, 
I'd, I'd done so much learning myself that I kind of questioned how much you'd get benefit from university. Uh, at that stage, that's, uh, that's not to say that's, um, that's not the case now. The, the courses have come on so, so far to the, to the point where I'm actually thinking of doing them myself. Um, but back in, back in the day, my, my preference at that point was to just go into the industry. Now, going back to my earlier point when we uh, started out, there was, there was no way I could jump straight into cybersecurity. So I just dipped my toe into, into IT. So I went and uh, I got a, a student loan to go and do an MCSE. Um, so at that point, I'd started working in a call center um, and in parallel, I started doing the MCSC. So I passed a couple of those, got MCPs. And then, um, and then a role came up for the service desk within the call center that I was working for. Uh, and then I, I, you know, I applied for that. I got that role and that was my first IT proper, <laughs> proper uh, IT role um, that, that kind of springboarded me onto everything else and really. Um, so it, it just kind of you, you had quite a quick progression from there as well right i mean I, i'm presuming that's because of your laser focus as to where you where you want to head and, and the kind of passions that you carry with you and stuff so you know kind of 12 18 months in in that environment and then you start to did you, did you start to see or touch and feel what it was like in in the secu- more of the cyber security stuff or is it just a case of you were hammering down the door yourself yeah, very much the latter. So um, when I was in the when I was in that role, I was looking around for a, for a security team to go and you know pesto and Mida and you know can I, can I sit on my on, on my lunch break with you and show me stuff and and the, it wasn't there right. There was just there wasn't a team dedicated to it. Cyber cyber security as we term it now was just IT's job. Back to what you were saying, Ash. You know it was very much just lumped in. It's those guys and girls just they need to secure secure the infrastructure. There's not a, a separate team. So. From from the from the help desk, I kind of moved up into an engineering, a more of an engineering role, so more hands on doing and, and fixing and, and getting out there, um, and that was for a, a larger company. And they at that point then did have a, a dedicated cybersecurity team. It was two people, and um, so you know again back in the day that that was probably adequate. There's probably too many people for back in the day because it just wasn't given the, the focus that that it needed. Um, but back to what I was saying at that point, as soon as there was, the, there was somebody there that was in the role that I saw myself in at some point, um, you know, in the next couple of months, years, whatever it may be, they became my best friends, whether they liked it or not. Right. So I, I was there, I was dropping them emails. I was um, spending some time with them, shadowing them. It's on my PDP on my career, career plan within the company. Uh, and also I, I kind of, I wanted to to champion um, cybersecurity within MySpace. MySpace was Wintel, you know, uh, Windows, uh, Windows space. So I, I just started looking at, in, around in that area. What can we do? Doing uh, kind of um, checks myself in um, in the NT domain in Active Directory and seeing how we can improve things and putting change requests forward to say what we need to to do these types of things. Uh, and really just owning it and championing it. And I think that was then picked up by the cybersecurity teams and thought, you know, we've got an ally here. Let, let, let's bring him on board. And, and that is something that I've done all, all the way through. Whatever role I've been in, given where I wanted to be, it was a case of always put myself out there and, and make a network and, and um, put myself around people that, that I wanted to be able to be like, really. And, and that's gone all the way throughout my career. And I know this is, I know where you're going to go. I, I saw you're going to say something. I know where you're going with <laughs> go this. Go on, thing. go for it. Yeah. I'm going to talk about networks and go kind of it. people. So, so one of the, one of the key things takeaways from this is um, kind of, I think there's about six, six P's that I, I would say that people need to focus on um, when it's, when it comes to the career. Um, 
So one of those is people, um, you know, IT and cybersecurity, it's not tech, right? Tech's great, it's there. It's about, it's about the people because if you look at information security, you know, even before there was computers, information security affected typewriters, right? Printed out things. That, that was before any technology came along. So it, for me, cybersecurity is all about people. Without people, we don't have a job, right? Because there's no, there's no threat actors. The threat actors are the people that we're, we're sat here having a conversation about this whole industry because there's bad people out there that want to do things and we're on the other side and we protect it. So it's people from that aspect. Uh, but when it comes to people in terms of your network, I think it's super important to make sure that you put yourself around people that, um, that help you to learn, feel, feel outside your comfort zone frequently and um, do that frequently if you're sat there and you're the smartest person in the room there's a lot of i hear a lot of this on forums you know i go in there and i want to be the smartest person in the room when it comes to cyber there, there are some elements where that fits right because you're the sme in that room and you need to be the smartest cyber person if you're in a room of other cyber people right and um, and you're the smartest person there you need to be extending your network and not be the smartest person because you always need to be learning there's always something out there and, and it was something that actually was a bit of an issue for me when I first started out. There was so much to take on and absorb. I was like, I can't actually deal with this. There's too much. I want to learn it all. Going back to your extreme that we were saying before, Cole, um, I, I just want to learn everything to do with cyber. Right? And we know with maturity, 14 compared to 40, that was just <laughs> not, that was not obtainable. Um, but it, it, back to the point, surround yourself with people that will always be able to take you to a different level um, all the way through my journey. That's what I've done. That's what I've done with Cole when I've, I've worked with Cole. You know, the, the skills he's got with malware just kind of blow me away. I'm like, I need to get better in that, in that particular area. And you, and you, you were forced to grow. Well, I guess you're not forced because it's something you want to do anyway. But you, you, you're given a, a very specific reason as to why you would want to uh, kind of progress yourself. So, and, and also staying on the people side of things. Um, your network is invaluable when when you're in cybersecurity from a cyber threat intelligence perspective, right? Because, you know, you hear things on the grapevine and, you know, this company got popped and, well, I know somebody that was working there, so I might be able to get some information that helps me in my role to protect my company, you know, uh, that sort of thing. So people, you know, one of the one of the key, people in networking is one of the key things to a, uh, a successful career, I would say. I love that. That's a, that's a really Absolutely. good insight. Really, really good, Steve. Um, I, I was also thinking about what you said before about the, um, you, you know, you, you're kind of setting your goals, you're setting your sights on particular roles, skills, knowledge, people, etc. How often do you think you redefine that goal? Uh, or have you, got, have you got it like planned out already? What's no, no, work with you? I think, I think a kind of, I'm quite fluid with that. So I think I have, I've had that entry point focus. And once I've been in there, it's kind of like, I've been a kid in a sweet shop. So I've, I know that I want to go to the sweet shop, but I don't know what sweets I want. When I get in there, it's like, wow, there's so much choice. So my, my career is, is spanned various different things. So I've done pen testing, I've done forensics. Um, and then, you know, when I landed in Bank of America, I was in there as the incident response manager. And just on the first call I was that I had within the company on the first day, I became interested in cyber threat intelligence. I was just like, wow, this is this is amazing. So I then kind of signposted for a little bit further down the line that that's what I wanted to move into and explore next time. So I think it's always about recognizing what you need to do now 
but always have a longer term, you know, a longer term view of what you want to do. You know, whether that's six months, 12, 18 months down the line, always have, have that you, plan. Have you ever come across kind of barriers then where, you know, you, you've, you've planted those signposts and you've worked towards it and you think that's, that sounds sexy that I want to, I want to get involved in this bit. And, you know, maybe your, your focus shifts a little while later, etc. Has it always been easy to do that? Or, you know, what, what are the kind of barriers then people might face? No, I don't think it's been easy um, but, and a face barriers. But I think the key thing is when you're passionate about something and you're determined, those barriers actually just sounds corny, but you can use them to actually uh, enhance. So if, if I need to get into cyber threat intelligence and there's certain uh, frameworks I need to understand or certain certifications or certain experience, I don't see that as a reason to stop me getting it. I just see that as a list of things that I now need to do on that journey to that role that I'm going to get. So it's, it's very much about if you, if you want it, get a plan together on how you need to achieve something to get in that role and then just go, if it, you know, if it's of interest to you, you'll find that time, right? You know, you'll, you'll find it. It's, it, it, it's very much a case of, I don't, I don't kind of go, go to work. I, I go and do things. I get paid for doing things that I would do, you know, if, if I thought won the lottery, for example. So um, yeah, just, just very much, have, have a focus. There, there will be, there will be barriers, um, you know, that, but that's just sent there to test you. If that's certifications, I guess the main thing is, is around the certification element, a bit of a bugbear for me really in the, in the industry at the moment, um, because in order to progress to some roles, depending on who's hiring you, um, they may be looking for certificates and for X yeah. years of experience. So that's probably one of the biggest um, kind of, challenges that you can come across i think i've been quite lucky in that i've always been realistic in that i know where i want to get to and i make sure i give myself enough time to be able to get that experience whether that's self-taught or get on the right courses i've been very good in terms of the people i've worked for have always sponsored me onto courses and, and helped me to develop internally as well um, and i think as, as cyber security leaders what that there's a there's a big um opportunity for us to to one make sure we're putting people's career paths together set them up for success don't say i want to keep this person in my company for 20 10 20 30 years set them up for success on their journey whether that's with you or not right build them up and then those barriers start becoming less and less um, and also from an interview perspective as people that hire people into the into the security industry you know passion not paper Right. That's, that's just one of the big things. It's, yeah, I, I will take that. I will take passion over paper every single day. That's not to say mm. that certifications don't have their place. You know, I've, I've got a number of certifications for various different reasons, but um, for me, it's about, it's about that passion. It's about making sure that the person that's going to be working for you um, really loves what they're doing. What do you, um, what do you say to someone who's been in their job, you know, four or five years and are looking to make that next move well you know it's almost two parts my question is is there an optimal time period between roles um and if there isn't you know what makes you move on or seek the next role or seek you even if it's the same company seek mm -hmm. the next challenge because you know there's there's some people that get very comfortable with what they're doing but then on the side will do their passion projects but then don't bring it into work so like how do you how do you, from a, you know, your personal, your, your personal perspective, how do you seek that next role? When, when do you feel comfortable enough to say, I'm ready for the next jump? Is it time? 
Is it experience? No. Is it something I, I, else? I think for me, it's kind of just been something that I've been able to feel. You know, I can't really put something around it. But I think you know, I certainly would definitely say that for me, at least, time is, you know, I don't need to be here for X months. There are some exceptions to that. And just because you know that in a certain role, for example, you're not going to be able to be in there for six months or 12 months and get the full benefit out of it. So for me, it's really about, you know, as much as I, I want to bring something to the role. It's what that role can do for me and my career progression. So I know going into a role where I'm going to be here for roughly X uh, years, months, whatever it is, uh, contract role, uh, that sort of thing. And, and there's probably some time that, that um, some time that's going to be put aside for that. But if I start to, you know, propel myself forward because I'm around the right people and, and that comes further, further forward, time's not an issue for me if that's just the right, time for me to go on to my next thing and conversely you know if I think I'm going to be there for a year two years and I end up staying there for three years because I'm just getting so much um, benefit from it then mm. you know it, it's, it's so it's not around that it's really around where how happy you are at that moment in time with your career plan you know there's no magic calculation for it really I guess it just for me it goes back to making sure that when when you've taken a role on it's not just about, you know, what does a job spec look like? One of the main questions I expect people to ask me is, you know, what can you do for me as a company? You know, and, you know frame that in the, in the, in the professional way while it's uh, in the interview. But, you know, I, this is what I'm going to bring to you. And, and, and I expect you to be able to say, this is what you've got for me, career development plan. One of, the, one of the big things I was told when I went into one of my roles is that we fully expect that in um, kind of um, 12 to 18 months, we expect you to move on. You know, uh, and we expect to move on because wow. of because of the pressure in this role, um, you know, that sort of thing. And um, we, we expect to move on and we know that, so we'll plan for it. So, you know, when that that is very, um, it's very important as cybersecurity leaders that we are open and upfront with people. Uh, and not just that we open and upfront with them, but we create a path for our, for our teams uh, to keep them always, uh, always busy uh, with the right things. Uh, and always learning as well side projects you know make sure give your team time to do side projects um ma massive massive thing oh, sorry I, I, i'm pretty oh, sure I'm, wow. no 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 it's all this is brilliant, brilliant stuff today I, I i'm pretty sure um that uh, i can guess the role that you're talking or at least one of the roles that you're talking about that says after 18 months you're you're going to be done with this uh, <laughs> because it's it's too much and it, it's mm -hmm. right on the edge all the time but you you did it for like four years or so because <laughs> because you're yeah. you you live and breathe it uh, right and 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 the the passion that uh, i'll go so far as to say like on camera to the rest of the world here that i really miss working with you steve likewise so, solely for the fact that when you talked about people around you who kind of lift you a rising tide floats all boats right you know mm -hmm. the people around you are going to be lifted by your skills your knowledge and your passion and stuff and and i really enjoyed working with you um, for, for those elements and more but how do you how do you maintain that passion without burning out at the end of it what, what do you do to counteract that in the industry it's a really good question, especially as you say something like. Aside I mean, from was... beating the shit out of people, which is what you what you also. I've just I just realised we've got a couple of open loops. We've not finished off on this, so we talked about six P's before. I think I've only talked. Oh, you did. You did one. one of them. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'll, I'll try and cover that off. So somebody signpost me to that in a minute when I go off on a tangent. But um, yeah, back, back to the the question. I think um, 
one of the P's, the reason why that's sparked for me is, is per perseverance, right? So, you know, we've talked about some of the challenges that, that you, you may have, whether that's around certification or, or lack of time in, in the industry. Um, I think, I think perseverance is, is one of the main things that you, you need to do. Um, but you need to also be quite self-controlled to know that when perseverance and passion actually can be um, quite self-inflicting. So you need to know when, when enough's enough and to take to step, step back. Because if you are like me and you wake up and you're on Twitter and you're checking you what's going on overnight and this sort of thing, and it becomes, it becomes so kind of 24-7 uh, because, you know, depending on what role you're in, it is 24 seven in some instances you're on call, right? So it's hard to switch off, but you really do need to, to have something outside of, outside of your, your career and even your passion, because as I say, I do this outside of a job, something else that's not, that's totally not cyber, that's not IT related, not even tech related, if you can help it, right? Have something totally different just to, just to keep you in, in those guidelines. For me, as you alluded to, call it, it's uh, kickboxing, it's tie boxing. Great way to vent frustration. You know, you had a stressful week and that sort of thing. Perfect. Some people run, some people are fish as well. You know, do something, something that's not work. And also, you know, um, balance the time with your family is massive. Do not, you don't want to burn out. Okay, no matter how passionate and how much you love this, there's, there's always something else there that's going to need your attention. So just be very mindful of that. That's amazing. That's a, that's a really, it's a really good answer. So, so, so what, what are the other P's? Then? Cause I'm intrigued now. Okay. So for me, um, so what we talked on so far, I talked about passion, perseverance, yep. also, um, so passion, people, uh, perseverance, positivity kind of leads into what you've, just been talking about you know there are going to be times when you you've you know no matter how much you love your job no matter how great the companies that you work for no matter how great the project is that you've been put on at that point yeah. in time you're going to finish the day and go wow that was a that was a hard day right that was a hectic day and um, so you need to find the positivity out of it um and i think for me i've actually got let's see um I've got that, which basically says, make your passion your paycheck. <laughs> I love so it. I love what, it. <laughs> what, the reason I have that is for those days, right? For that positivity, because when I finish, when I, I finish um, doing whatever it is they're doing, and maybe I'm thinking there's just so much going on at the moment. I look at that and go, you know what? I, I could be in a, in, a, in a job that I don't like. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, I'm in one that I'm really passionate about. So even though today is a, is a really difficult day, there's been some, some really big challenges and, and I need to get through those. And I will do that at the moment. Just, just be thankful for the fact that you're doing something that you really love. So, so back to the, the other P being positivity. Uh, the other one, puzzles, right? You've got to love puzzles. I know love, Carl loves a good puzzle. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's all about the puzzles because for me, you know, no matter what area of cybersecurity you work in, um, it's all about working ultimately without starting off with very little information in most places, it's, in most cases, no matter what your role is, um, starting off with very little information and just and build, building that up. Um, trying different things you know you've got a puzzle there and you're not going to get it right first time around so don't be afraid to fail although do it in a in a controlled way fail forward as they say yeah so you're not going to get things right all the time you are going to make mistakes but learn from them and that that helps build up your um build up your experience and don't be afraid to call it depending on what it is 
don't be afraid to call that out when you're when you're speaking to people in the industry or, or even you know jobs because what i want to see is that you that you're that you want to try different things and that you know you're not going to be perfect at those but what i want to see is right well how did you fix that and how now how are you a better person for that for that particular thing so fail forward and do it in a controlled way don't go and take down a network and learn from it right try not to do that but you know don't be afraid to fail. Um, so that, that's a, a key one there. And then practice, right? The last one is practice because um, you, you're only as good in this industry as, uh, as, as what, you, what you're doing in it. So if, if you're a pen tester, you need to be pen testing all the time. You need to be keeping up with the tools. If you're a malware analyst, you need to be analyzing all the time. Practice it goes back to what I was saying before. You're gonna you're gonna fail. You're gonna get this stuff wrong, right? You're gonna brick your VM with with ransomware when you didn't mean to. I've done it plenty of times, right? But it's it's about doing it in a in a controlled environment. Don't play with ransomware on your corporate network, right? You won't be thanked for that. You might learn from it, but you know, practice, practice in a controlled environment because, as it going back to what I was saying before, you can never. There's so much to learn in this industry that you, you can't stand still because if you stand still, everything is still carrying on moving forward without you. So try and keep pace as much as you can without burning out. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, I've made a note of all of those. So really yeah. I love it. Well, um, so if, if, you were to, if you were to look at some, some kind of top tips and advice for people, let's put them in two buckets, right? So people who are looking on the outside of information security and they're looking for that first break in, they they see that you know they've watched the war games they've watched um, you know all the you know, Elliot Alderson and all the rest of it and they think to themselves right okay this is this is the career for me I like I, I like the um, the appeal of cybersecurity what kind of tips would you give someone who's looking to break in as to where they should go how they should approach it I think for me the the person that we're talking about is is already going to be doing what they need to be doing right because they're not going to be able to help themselves. Uh, you know, they're going to be sat watching this for a start, right? So, so that person might be on the first step of the ladder or might even just be considering taking a step onto the ladder. You've done it already. If, if the first thing you've done is watch this, then you're doing the right thing. And, and what I mean by that is, is look, there's so many resources out there on the internet that have kind of already alluded to. Just absorb as much as you can. Because at this stage, don't, don't pigeonhole yourself. There's a whole plethora of different um, different opportunities for you out there, whether that's red teaming, pen testing, instant response, whether it's a BSO. So you you know you might not want to dig into the weeds of, of, your, of the technical side of things, but you're really good at people skills and management and project management. But you want to do that techie cyber bit. There's a role there for you as well. Okay, if you're really good with you know graphic design and that sort of thing, there's elements of things that you can do. For, for awareness so whatever it is that you're good at is going to be probably uh, a cybersecurity side of it as well so have a look around don't pigeonhole yourself first get a feel for what's out there uh, in the industry um, and then see which, which uh, elements you kind of gravitate to, towards and then just build on that from there follow people on twitter that are, are talking about the types of things that you're interested in google is your friend massively jump on google just look at the, the types of topics that you're interested in and the, you know there will be things there loads of free courses that you're able to get onto various different vendors that are free now uh, that were never there before so just test the water you know don't don't um pigeonhole yourself just see what's out there and, and see see what um see what floats your boat i mean yeah. i i feel i i feel inspired just listening to you steve like it's just like so captivating you store uh, you know 
the 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 ideas and the the motivation that you put across and the passion is amazing um um do you you know you're a passionate person and i would i would employ everyone to like follow you on you know social media and linkedin and look at the stuff that you're posting and i can see you know you're on the ec council so you're definitely really into giving back and, and, and into the community but do you look do you see do you follow any anyone else or any is there any books or other other podcasts that you can get you can recommend to other people to to supplement their, their knowledge yeah, I mean, there's, there's a whole bookshelf behind Yeah, that's there. what I thought. I thought yeah, yeah, so I won't reel all those off. Um, but, you know, there's, there's lots of good books out there. I don't know if there's some way we can maybe uh, afterwards we can, um, we'll have some sort we'll of some stuff in the show notes. Put some stuff, stuff in, yeah. in the notes, yeah. Uh, plenty of stuff there to keep you going forever and a day, um, for sure. Um, but definitely, yeah, absorb pod- podcasts, take the books in loads of training resources we can and we can put there for you as well by all means follow me make sure you, you're following um colin ash as well on there just you know follow people take things in and, and twitter's a, a rabbit hole right going back yeah. to make sure you you pull yourself back in it's great because you, you follow somebody and then they tweet somebody else and you follow them it's wow i just found a whole new topic that this person's an expert yeah. in and now i've got loads more things to to uh to um follow up on so but just, uh, just do you know what i find about twitter Twitter as well is that like you can you can speak to people like it's not all about the following is it like yeah. like, no, the yeah, of people that I've 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 kind of just put this person in like a celebrity status in the world of and I, I thought well, who would they ever they would never speak to I'd actually tweet them and then message you straight back and it's like you have a chit chat and all of a sudden you're best buddies so you know what no that's a, that's a uh, massively valid point a really good point and uh, it occurred to me the other day I did exactly that right so so there was this person I was following on Twitter I was like you know tweeting amazing tweets full of content you know i'm just like stop tweeting because every time you tweet it's another t- an hour or two out of my day that i need to find some stuff to go and look at what you're doing and it's like how did you like manage to get to that stage right and i stepped back from it and I went you know what at one point in their life they had they sent their first tweet mm. literally one tweet that's how it started and so why can that not be you that that could be you if it is. So by all means, respect them as an, as a um, as a somebody as well respected in the industry, but never put them on the pedestal to say I can't achieve that. That's not mm. that's without my grasp. Um, and, and conversely, I think we've talked about this before. When don't underestimate when you are in a role or when you're speaking to people as part of building your network, don't underestimate your value that you're having in that conversation. You, you may be speaking to somebody who's a CISO, right? You may be speaking to somebody who's a head of or leads a penetration test in red team. Te- and and you nine times out of 10, they will be taking things from you and what you're saying as part of that conversation. They will be taking it on and using that to make themselves better. So you, you add in value all the time. So key takeaway from that is, um, don't put other people on a pedestal. Respect them for how good they are in the industry, but um, that can be you if you want it to be. Brilliant. Great. Uh, that's it. Uh, well, I think that's a perfect place to to, to end uh, with with the insights there. I think uh, it, it's. I could honestly carry on talking to you all day around you know <laughs> your your journey there's so much there's actually so many stuff so much stuff that i know i think, I think we're gonna have, have to covered. do another recording yeah i think I honestly, so as well <laughs> yeah it's just you know maybe we do an update you know what's I, I think, a, a stee update it's just 
Yeah, a, yeah. A, a part two. I think you know, there's a lot of stuff about your your education background, your work with um, you know the community, giving back into uh, you know kind of kids coding, all that kind of stuff that I know you're you're super passionate about as well. I think you're right, Ash. I think we'll definitely further explore it. We yeah, do want to play a little game with you though, Steve. Before oh, okay. we before we let you go, <laughs> uh, Ashley, do you want to do it or do you, do you want? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We go. We'll, we'll we'll do it. I like to change them up now and again, and I yeah, think I, okay. if, this one I'm gonna change them up. So t- tell me when you're ready. Ready, um, Steve. Uh, I, I don't need to be ready, so let's just. I don't need yeah. to think about this either. I know you're a methodical person. No thinking. So this is a list of words. Is it that? You yeah, got, you got to come up with the first word that comes to your head, right? Okay. All right. Um, AI. Overrated. Uh, blockchain. Confusing. APT. Oops. <laughs> Data breach. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Privacy. Interesting. Patching. Do it. Virus. Um, part of a. Uh, it's not one word, is it? But um, <laughs> just one one thing to consider out of the whole malware spectrum. Uh, password. Get rid of them. Use something else. Phishing. Education. Progression. Important and possible. Uh, mentor. B1. Uh, and then passion. Have it and harness it and pass it on to other people. Infect people with it. That's what you, it's what you learn to do for. If you're passionate about something, yeah. pass it on. Nice. Yeah. I think I think you should be a university lecture, Steve. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, I'm clever enough to that, mate, to be fair, but, you know... I- I think it's a really inspiring journey, really inspiring story. And you've got so many um, amazing insights, Steve. Thank you for coming on today. And oh, thank you for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. Very great speech.